you remember 9-11? I do. The store? <laughs> I play basketball at the park. It was like a hot topic mixed with a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> That was the greatest place ever. You could get a hijab and plastic poop. (laughs) I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? David, you... Well, hang on, hang on. We need to start. We need to, like, open the show with that we've got a guest coming in. Right? Am I here? We don't have to. We can. Let's do a quick... Well, it's um, audio. You should... All right, today we are we are joined today on the Apecast by Mr. Vincent Truman, um, who has been a contributor like 750 years ago to the uh, Ape, but is also a brilliant filmmaker. That's right, I forgot about that whole thing. Yeah, a brilliant that filmmaker. Uh, like, Everybody did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't, apparently, because I don't. Um what a you, filmmaker and going on in your a life background actor. Vincent Truman does. So. He's he's an artist that I've known for twenty some odd years, hmm. um, uh, and he's working with David and some stuff. So uh, he is joining us for the uh, the Apecast today. How are you doing, Vincent? I'm doing well. How are you this morning, Papa Don? I, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's important that he's a guest on today's show because there's this burning topic that I it's it's driving me fucking nuts. Uh, is it about guests on podcasts? Because it is. Then I would kind of. It is. I think the guests right on in. podcasts yeah. are the most ineffective. Uh, it's it's you know it's it's like when like eighties TV shows would have a baby, like when ratings started to slip and like Family Ties brought in the new kid or. Ooh. You know, no, they, brought see, in, they brought in the ginger on on different strokes. It's like, see, oh, this, ratings. No, that's what a see, guest I, on a podcast. I see is. it. I see it wow. slightly differently. I see the ape cast as the love boat. Ooh. Okay. And I am Julie. And we all have AIDS. And you are Gopher. And Vincent is Robert Goulet. Ooh, I like that because I love Gopher. What's his name? Who the fuck cares? Randy. There you go. And he senator was like a senator. Was he a senator? Yeah, he was a, senator, a senator, senator for a while. He was. He, he was. Dead? He might. Be. I don't. I don't know. I know. I think you can actually live for a while after you serve. Sonny so. Bono didn't. No, but I don't think Fred. He wasn't he, a senator. He was a mayor. He was a mayor. Yeah, he was a representative. He was a congressman. Yeah. Really? Oh, I thought he was a mayor. Sorry, congressperson. He uh, what? He was a mayor of uh, Palm Springs. Okay, there you go. He was mayor of Palm Springs. I knew he was a mayor and somewhere. Then he, yeah, but now when he hit the tree. No, no, no. He was. He was much further along when he hit the tree. Not as right. not as not as far as he could have gone right. though if he hadn't so, hit the tree. But he was going right. pretty fast. The bit so, train right. has taken us off the track. It is not about guests on podcasts. What this was is, your but, issue? But this is why you don't have no, guests no, it's on good. podcasts. Because no, I like having up. guests. I don't All mind right. the bit train. It is my job then to keep things rolling. Yeah. That's All my right. job. So 
because I'm the least funny person in the room. So here's the thing. That's true. So yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a member. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys keep laughing at me. This is how. I know. Uh, no, See, no, we're laughing right. at me, but that was funny. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So you so, yeah, saw something. So, so unlike, I, I'm not exactly sure how, Vincent, how you manage your Facebook page, but I know how Don does it. Don wants nothing to do with anybody who sucks. I, on the other hand, like to keep my options open because sometimes I like to see how insane the other side is, right? So I'm a member mm. of a group. I don't want to name them, but they're called Writers Helping Writers. Yeah. <laughs> and... When I when I first joined this group, I did it. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be helpful. I'll meet some fellow writers, and you, it, it's all about who you know, right? Well, and by mm. the way, I just want to point out, I stopped following writers. I think I'm still a member of it, but I stopped following it mainly because writers helping writers was populated by fucking idiots saying, "Okay, so how? Right. What would be a good way for someone to kill their baby if they were obsessed with chocolate?" Yeah, uh, or stove. you know, it's like they're they're basically they're ba- well right. stove, Done. but they're basically all these fucking people that are that are writers that are looking for like plot points for the fucking book they're writing, and they're too unimaginative to come up with their own <laughs> shit. It's a it's the most pathetic thing I ever saw it's in my life. In yeah, I, I saw one today that was something about I want to say he braided his hair into a braid, but I don't want to use braided twice. And I'm and it was like there were like. Wow. 165 comments. Yeah, Fuck and it's like I, like I'm not here to give you but plot here's, points, here's you dipshits. It's like if it's helping you, that's great. I, you get the help, good. And honest to God, I would kill for to get 165 comments on anything that that littered eight posts about writing, so that there's 165 people talking about this one stupid question. That's a good thing in theory, right? Yeah, sure. But this is why I'm not cut out for it. <laughs> so I see this thing uh, posted today, or the other day, whenever it was. Yeah. Um, I've taken up writing because I believe it is my calling. I haven't made a cent from it yet because I'm still working in the product. Semicolon. My books. Period. So she's a bad writer. But when, <laughs> but when people ask me what I do, and I say that I'm a writer... They seem to think I shouldn't claim that title. Thoughts? And then there are, at the time that I took the screenshot and sent it to two of them. So I'm glad I don't follow it anymore because I would have handed her ass, but... Well, so the first comment is by a woman named Rebecca who spells it R-E-B-E-K-A-H. So right away, as far as I'm concerned, nope. Anything she says doesn't fucking matter. A writer you are, semicolon. A published author comma, not yet. But like any of the arts, whether or not you're getting paid doesn't ensure your greatness at it. What? See, I think that's meaningless self-affirmation. It, this is the thing. I've got a whole I've got a whole thing about self-affirmation. I think self-affirmation, I think affirmation of that style of like, you're the greatest. You can accomplish anything you want. You are a shining star in the fucking universe. That stuff is appropriate for your children. Because your children need to hear some mm-hmm. sort of, you can accomplish the things that you want to set in front of you. That is a good sort of like foundation to build character. But See, once and you it's get, funny you say once that you get to be- I, I've spent literally the first year of my son's life telling him, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I know. My mom, well, my mom- <laughs> You're raising just, an artist. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing about it is, I think I once you to get to be like, mom, but it will. once you get to be like eighteen years old, your affirmations should be more along the Rocky lines of just get the fuck up. You're gonna get knocked down. Get yeah. the fuck up. That's the best you could do. The best you can hope for is that at the end of the day, you're still standing. So you're not a big special unicorn. You're never gonna be the fucking president of the United States because there's only forty five of them. They were all white rich. Well, mostly right white rich men. You know, nobody just. It's just not going to happen. You're not that special. You are a part of seven billion. Exactly. You are a part of. You're a part of seven billion people who most, at least half of them, are below average. That's just how it works. Half of the people you meet every day are below average. So you're not that special. However, that doesn't mean you can't try, get up, fail, try again. That's a different kind of affirmation. Well, so that's the thing. Is that what is? When can you say that you are something like? For example, and, uh, and the reason that I, the reason okay. that I think this is an important thing for the three of us to discuss is because all three of us dabble in several different things. Yep, Vincent, you've got a day job. What what, uh, what is your nine to five? It's kind of a, uh, a forensic accountant. All right, so you're you're an account. Let's just for easy. I can tell. I can tell by account. your very affirmative answer that you're very very good at it. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Krispy Kreme. Uh, you know, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, what it's kind fuck? of Krispy Kreme with numbers. And, and yeah. it, okay, it's this go. uncertainty in what he does. That's why you can't be in the Writers Helping Writers group because you need to be blindly certain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. So Vincent is an accountant. Yes. Yes. But Vincent is also a working actor. Yeah. Vincent is also a working writer. Yes. Vincent is also a husband. Vincent is also... Wow. He doesn't work at it, though. Just mails no, it no, in. No, 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 no. No, he just mails that Vincent shit in. Vincent is also yeah. I a, yes. a working producer, film producer. I mean, yeah. like, because yeah. that's the project we're working on right now. So, like, yeah. he's all these things. Don, you are a, an editor, a writer, a, a an author of books. Of books, a sure. an, an event producer, producer, director, uh, a um, fucking uh, a hack sucker. mercenary to, that will do anything. You'll trumpet shine, player, you'll shine Dale's shoes. Yeah, a, tru- a trumpet yeah. player. Yeah, ch- you know, part-time Chippendales guy. I mean, you know all that shit. Well, the part-time Chippendales guys that you wipe the the glisten the sweat off the floor. You're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I clean husband. up, but I yeah. but I still have to wear the little fucking uh, bow tie. So you know, just because yeah. I'm using a mop doesn't mean I'm not. Chippendales. Right. Uh, they use their abs. You use them up. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, you, David, are a, a publisher. You're an editor. You are a freelance writer. You are a marketer. You are an actor. You are a host. But yeah, so I get you, you. The point is made. We can right. all sit and stroke our dicks in this threesome all day long. Right. I'm, I'm doing it now. Uh, no, I know. I'm, yeah. Actually, he's not. I'm doing it for him. That's and, and he just forgot you, that it was not his hand. Okay, you're a great host. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife makes dinner. I jerk him off. Come to the hills. We'll take care of you. Hey, nobody, nobody's jerking me off, so I'm feeling bereft. You ever like, hear like the Hindenburg radio broadcast? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like when I kind of wacko. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he does okay. it in Publix. So there's always some dude that runs up and goes, oh, the humanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, I've said it. I've yeah. said it when I saw Thanks. you doing it I on the street. I still owe you for that. See, when I, yeah, when I, I started jerking off, I was like, <laughs> my, why, I'm not jerking off all the way up here. It's not making that sound. But have you guys ever, um, do you remember 9-11? I do. The store? <laughs> all right, so here's the thing. <laughs> I play basketball at the park. It was like a hot topic mixed with a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That was the greatest place ever. You could get a hijab and plastic poop. <laughs> David? So, okay. So the, the question is... See, this is why it's good to have guests on podcasts. Yeah, because we, it's just the two of us. We actually get something done. Yeah. Yes. Nine eleven. So they'll say like I don't know. I mean, maybe Hemingway has said it, or Stephen King has said it. You would you would know this, Don. You know, a writer writes like that's the yeah. thing, Always. right? Which I get, yeah. except that I I play basketball sometimes at the park. Am I a basketball player? I wouldn't yes. call myself one. I've I've. Uh, what if it was like part of your passion, though? I mean, just basketball. If it was, if it was my life's calling or my calling. Yeah. If you bought callings. I mean, all right. That's like, that's what, what this woman said. Is that all right? I'm going to give the answer to what I I will say what I think, and then you guys can tear me apart and then uh, make jokes. But this is the thing. I think that's the thing. I think if you are create, and this, I think that there's a difference between I'm a basketball player or I'm a plumber or whatever it happens to be, and an artist. I think, and and I, you know, maybe it's not fair that artists get different. Uh, it's because sort everybody of can make art. Everyone can write. Not well, and illiterate people can't write. Th- this is the thing: is I think if you are committed on some portion of your every day or every week or whatever it happens to be to be creating mm-hmm. things, creating things, the act of creation, and I don't mean creating a baby. So you don't get any points for your sperm going into Katie and popping out his hair. I don't that want any of those fucking points. No yeah. way. But but if you are actually creating things, um, and it doesn't really matter if it's good, as long as the act of creation is something that you are participating in and that you're improving in, then I think you are that creative force. Now, does that make you a you know a professional actor? No, because professional, the term professional means you are getting paid a wage to do that work. But that doesn't mean that you aren't an actor. It doesn't mean you are not a writer or a poet or a playwright or a painter. All those things, if you say, that thing is, am I, do I get paid? I get paid to write once in a while. I get published outside of the ape every once in a while because I send stuff out. I get paid to write once in a while. Um I consider myself a writer. Is that my first and foremost thing? No. What is your um, first become, and foremost thing? You know, that's the thing. It's it, That's actually hard to say. I think uh, for many years, and Vince knows this, many years, I was uh, a theater producer and director. That mm-hmm. was what I did. And although I would act in shows, although I was an actor, and although I was a writer of certain plays and sketches and that kind of stuff, 
predominantly the thing that I, because this is what I was doing the most of, was I was a theater producer director. Well, I haven't been a theater producer director for probably fucking 10, 15 years now, you know, because I stepped away from that and I started doing something else. And, you know, and so right now, in my in terms of my art, if somebody asked me, what do you do? I'm a writer because I spend hours of every single day yeah. writing. Some of it gets published. A lot of it gets just discarded, deleted. Some of it gets repurposed for other stuff. But the fact is, well, I'm that, writing. That's the game anyway, whether you're Stephen yeah, King or. Exactly. I'm writing constantly. So if you writing. ask me what I am right now, I'm not a theater producer director. I was a theater producer director, and I still have those skills and I still have that experience. But what I'm doing now, I'm a writer right now. Does that mean I might not be, you know, uh, a painter 10 years from now? I don't know, but okay, so but that, I will always point, be creative. To that point, and and, and I want to I want to talk to Vincent about yeah something. But when I you know I, I went to college, or I I went to school for uh, ultimately I got my degree in, in journalism. Mm-hmm. I was writing for the paper. I was a I was a writer. I was going to be a writer. But I also was interested in radio at the time, and I was involved in radio. I was involved in both. And when I graduated, my first job out of college was in radio and I was a board operator and a marketing director and an on-air guy. So I wasn't writing for publication or pay. I was, I was a radio jock. Yeah. Uh, I still wrote, I would write, you know, mass emails to people like this is before blogging was a thing. So you'd write, you know, long emails to, or even short emails to your like right. mailing list. Right. right. Remember those? <laughs> Remember those? And I uh, do. And I would, I would, in my spare time, I would write short stories and fiction and essays, and, and it, it just didn't go anywhere. But it, and I always felt like, God, I, I want to do something with this. I miss writing for, I miss seeing my name in print and like getting stuff out there. Yeah. But I'm a radio guy, but I can do both, so I need to figure out how to do both. And so, like, that's I think the battle of what are you like? Are you both? I, I but I would never call myself. At that time, I would have never called myself a writer because I wasn't even making the effort to get paid or published. I was, well, the thing is, I had other shit going on. I had another creative I, field. I look at you. I look at Vincent. I look at myself. I look at Joe Janes. I look at Rebecca Languth. I look at Andrew Diamond. Here's the thing. I don't think... I think it's easy to go ahead and stratify. Like I said, at one time I was a theater producer. I knew that one time uh, Vince was a sketch comedian. That was his thing. Yeah. He produced sketch comedy. That was his jam when we met. That's yeah. how we met. So, like, what's, And yeah. the thing about it is, I think first and foremost, and I say this sans the concept of paint, I think blanket, we're all artists because artists create things. And what that artistry is, some artists have one art form they do, and that's all they do. And that's all they do their whole lives, and that's fine. Some of us are multi-hyphenates in that regard. And what I will say is, and that's the question we're asking, are you an artist or are you only an artist when it pays to be an artist? And I would say that if you're only in it, if you're only an artist when there's a carrot, you're not an artist, you're a tourist. No, I don't don't buy it. If you... If you write without the effort of getting it published, 
or especially now, especially now with how easy it is to publish your shit on a website or a blog, like even at the very least your own personal blog. So Bukowski wasn't a, a writer. No, Bukowski was a writer, sure. Really? Because he made no fucking effort to be published. He just wrote them on pieces of paper and sent them off. That's all he did. That's, that's effort. no effort. That's, that's effort. no effort. No, that's no effort. He Are didn't, you fucking he didn't, kidding? He has to fold them up, stick them in the middle. Like, that is more come effort on. than just having it sit it, on his typewriter or sit if on it's your less, hard drive. But that's the thing. You're not talking about that kind of effort. You're talking about the hustle of trying to make money from creating art. No, no. Make I'm, sure talking the about, I'm talking about all of it. Look, man. We hustle hard on Littered Ape. Yeah. You and I have not made a fucking dime. No, we're owed money. but Quite a bit of money at this point. But Ew. I can say with confidence that you and I are both editors, publishers, and writers, yeah. if nothing else, because of Littered Ape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the website's making enough money to pay the writers ish so like well yeah we've, we've kind of hit a hiccup because we, but it's not because about, it's not about because i didn't yeah no it's really not about the it's money because people money. are still it's writing about putting the art out there and getting it out yeah. there like i wonder what this woman said where she said in the the writers helping writers group i've taken up writing because i believe it is my calling i haven't made a cent from it because i'm still working on the product my books I, uh, okay but mm, i have so many problems with that person vince, I do too. like are, are you all right david and i are gonna else? let vince talk because vince has just been taking this in and not talk he is our guest i want to hear what he's gonna say uh can i give know, you a prompt because I, 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 I have a legitimate honest do, question do it do it do it but yeah uh, this post does how did you get that me. scar on your on your lip dog no um he was trying to be like Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. How did you get that scar on your lip, dog? Dog. Oh, yeah. Um, no. A dog. Dog. Uh, all right. B dog. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh, no. So, no, no. An honest question. So, so you, were, you were a sketch guy. <clears throat> you were a... When we first met, the way that I understood it is that you were a full-time actor yeah and that and and that the majority of your of your money was coming from a lot of background work while you were doing other (sighs) auditions for yeah more featured roles and voiceovers and radio spots and commercials and yeah but yeah yeah, i was a full-time actor and i never thought of myself as an actor while i was doing that because it's not it's not acting that was okay to get money yeah, it's background acting, which basically means you're you're a chair that can take direction, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, and which same, is fine. Same which with the, fine. the voiceover and the infomercials and the regular commercials. I never viewed any of those as actors. There so, what would you have acting? What would you have described yourself <clears throat> as um, to everyone else, like outside my soul? The in- um, well, to everyone else outside the industry, I guess. Um, then I would say actors because. Okay. There's just good, easier. There's so good, if, if like you met my mom and she's like, "Oh, what do you do?" and you're like, oh, "I'm an actor." Yeah. But if it's me, what would you? Because you weren't you weren't working at the the firm doing accounting stuff at the no at that time. Okay. No, I was just doing the Chicago shows and the Captive State. Go see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and various other things and and sing Don on the set of Chicago Med. Um, right. Yeah, I, I don't. I never considered that part of the the acting. Doing the sketch stuff at uh, Don's Theater, WNEP, that I would call acting, because it it came from my heart, soul, gut, passion, drive, uh, whatever. 
Um, but doing commercial stuff never, never, never fit the bill. So, but I want to. I just want to hit on this calling thing. May I? May the, I, you know? The, oh, write, yeah. Talk. Writing. Thing? Writing is my calling. Oh yeah, please. Fuck you. <laughs> and having, like, it's some god-given. Like you must be a writer. It's and my God calling. said unto Moses, "Yay!" I, I I don't even know how to write. I mean, I'm working on my product, my books. Um, and yeah, I mean, this hoe's talking about product, so she doesn't even believe she's a writer. She's just doing that. Uh, she's she's posting that so other people will come on and go, "You're a great You're writer." Great. Yeah, it's exactly it's, why she put it. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What Don said. She, she when I have moments of self doubt, I do not go to a Facebook group and go, "Fuck What's no. up with me?" Because I I don't want to hear anything. Right. Yeah. So. When I want to stroke myself and go, yes, yeah. uh, David and I are working on a film. I'm sorry, we're working on product, a film. See, th- this um, is the thing. Yeah. Well, that's, but that's are we filmmakers? This thing is. I was sorry. You're filmmakers because you're making a film. Um, and you know, the thing about it is, if she wants to be a writer, I think that's fine. Again, if your goal. Especially at that nascent stage, at that earliest, I'm just kind of getting my feet wet kind of stage. If your whole goal, it's sort of like taking improv classes and you take that very first improv class and all you've got in your mind is I want to be on SNL. Yeah, you're a fucking tourist. That's all you are because you're not doing it for the creation of anything you're doing it so that you will be famous and have and that's not a product. to say you shouldn't have goals something to work for like you should give yeah but your goals could be a little bit higher than uh, a paycheck well but yeah I mean you can do it I've never been good at this which is probably why I'm at where I'm at today no offense to either of you ugh fucking old men anchors uh <laughs> what oh god was that did I Say that out loud. Edit that so you guys don't hear. I didn't even hear anything because I'm... What are you saying, young lady? Yeah. Well, I don't trust anybody over 40. She's certainly pretty. month and a half. Don, Uh, look at that nose. Yeah, look at her mouth when when she says things. But no, like, it's good to have goals. Like, I want to be on SNL one day. How do I get there? All right, Second City's a good route. Let's start there. And then it's like, all right, by... You know, then in three years, I want to be in conservatory. Then I want to be in Torco. Then I want to be in... You know, like you can mark it off. Again, I think that's a shitty way of approaching it because that's like saying, I want to be president. And that's why you got into politics. Politics is not about being president. Politics is about helping people okay, in sure. a legislative fashion. On a, It's a civic responsibility. Sure. It's not, I want to be president. So I want to be in, in a, I want to be on SNL, and that's the only reason I'm doing point A, point B, point B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it's, it's is it why cheap? you want to be on SNL. Because if, yeah. if it's to be rich and famous, then yeah. they'll before themselves. If it's to make people laugh... I, th- I think then, you're absolutely. Yeah. I think you're both correct in this. To, to if your goal is to do SNL to be like that kind of comic to bring that kind of joy to folks, you do have to kind of have a plan. You can't Bukowski it and just randomize it. Um, on the other hand, if you're just doing it, oh, Bill Murray's on the TV, so I want to be on the TV. Then yeah, I think then go you're, fuck yourself. Then you're, I think yeah. you're coming from a, a more poisonous point of view. And we know a lot yeah. of folks in improv who. Oh yeah. oh yeah yeah there's way too many I mean it's part of why I got out of the improv scene I just couldn't fucking take it yeah I, improv and like they won sorry I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. maybe I'm, I'm I'm too beta for it I don't know but 
No, I did, 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 you know, it's like Rob Kozlowski. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys oh, yeah, know Rob. Yeah, yeah. You know Rob. He and his, yeah, he and his, uh, his uh, uh, wife just moved to er, er, to Alaska. And, okay. uh, and, and he just shot me a, an email today, in fact. And it was just sort of like, just kind of catching up and like, this is what's going on. And, you know, because we moved here to Vegas. He moved to Alaska. But he was like, you know, nothing has been better for me than to get out of the Chicago arts scene. Yeah. And I went, you know, I, I, I get that. I mean, I understand it because there's a lot there's a lot of really amazing good things about the Chicago art scene, but then there's Chicago artists. And they make it a fucking sinkhole of shit, and I can't take it. I think for me, it's the... What annoys me about that particular post from the Writers Helping Writers group is that if you're putting it out there to the world, can I call myself a writer? I don't know, but it's my calling, and then... It's just like yeah. like Vincent was saying. It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. to make you feel good. Like a fucking writer writes. A writer works hard to get published. Um, it it's always nice to get paid. Even an actor, an actor works hard to act. Even yeah. if they're doing community theater and they're not getting paid, or they're getting paid, you know, in cookies and punch at the end of each <laughs> performance, whatever uh, it is. I've done those gigs. Like yeah. you do it because you you do it, and it is your calling but you don't make a thing of it so i still don't like the concept of calling you do yeah, it because you like do to I. do it you I, do I it because like you love yeah. doing it yeah you love doing just it like there's some sort of reason if yeah David, like do you do this yeah you will be like fulfilled well, like or this, something like, like that why do you write? are my density yeah <laughs> <laughs> why do the three of us have all you're george mcfly we're all yeah. writers sorry yes um you know, we should probably take a break. Vince, can you get me a milk? Yeah. Chocolate. You got it. Cool. It's Back to the Future. Don't yeah, I know. We start. got it. It just dropped like a lead fart, dude. I had this discussion a little bit with uh, our friend Tommy Beardmore, and he sent me a screenshot of the book, uh, Art, Art of the Art of the War of Art. Right? Yeah, uh, which, yeah, which Steve, that's actually Steve not Presfield. a bad book. And he, and here's what it is. Yeah. Now consider the amateur, the aspiring painter, the wannabe playwright. How does he pursue his calling? One, he doesn't show up every day. Two, he doesn't show up no matter what. Three, he doesn't stay on the job all day. He is not committed over the long haul. The stakes for him are illusionary and f- are, are, are illusory and fake. He does not get money, and he over over identifies with his art. He does not have a sense of humor about failure. You don't hear him bitching, this fucking trilogy is killing me. Instead, he doesn't write his trilogy at all. The amateur has not mastered the technique of his art, nor does he expose himself to judgment in the real world. If we show our poem to our friend and our friend says, it's wonderful, I love it, that's not real world feedback. That's Mm -hmm. our friend being nice to us. Nothing is as empowering as real world validation, even if it's for failure. The first professional writing job I ever had after 17 years of trying was on a movie called King Kong. And he goes down to this thing. But that's basically it. Yeah. I mean, I think right there is... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he does not have a sense of humor about his failure. You don't hear him bitching, this fucking trilogy is killing me. Instead, he doesn't write the trilogy at all. Like, I, I've written... I've published On the Ape. Grievances I have with... with what I'm doing. How fucking hard it is. How much I hate writing this book how fucking hard it is to do what we do I bitch about it because I care the people that are 
aren't writers are busy posting memes about writing. They're busy taking pictures on Inst- you know, and posting on Instagram of their, you know, their their moleskin and their pencils all sharpened and their tea. And <laughs> it, fu- At the end of the off. day, I think the truest thing he says in that the thing the truest thing he says in that is, and, and I can't. I, and there's some of that I go, yeah, it's a little precious in its language choice. That's fine. It's an academic book. I've read it before. But the one thing I think he nails is that a writer doesn't just write. A painter doesn't just paint. An actor doesn't just act. They do it in front of the world and put themselves in a place that they can be judged. And they will fail far more often than, than, than they succeed. But as I always like to say can't really appreciate a good corned beef sandwich unless you've had a really shitty one and so you can't appreciate those successes when you really nail it unless you've really fucked yourself about a half a dozen times before and really tried and just i mean i look i look i've written christ i don't even know how many over 700 articles for littered ape and that's just in like the last two and a half years and i can probably i'll give myself a little bit of credit i i could probably say there's 30 of them that are worth their head. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's got lasting value. Yeah. You know? 30. I mean, that's, a, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's, it, it, it's like, that's the thing. I can watch videos of amazing comics. I can, you know, I can watch Patton Oswalt stuff. And if you go back far enough, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't work. But the stuff that does work is it's the piece by piece building of craft and technique. Yeah, I, I have this great fear of, of being a I, I I don't have a fear of it. I just I don't want to be a poser. And I think I don't know if we've talked about this on mm. on this particular podcast or maybe to all to both of you I've said this, but like I I have a a renewal notice from the Paris Review. Oh. That I haven't paid yet. Because I've also got and Vincent's right here, you can see both these things. There's the renew notice. There's the small stack of Paris reviews that are still in the, the packaging that I have not opened or read. I'm so far back on the shit that I have to read. And it's like, should I spend the 30 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever it is? No. The answer is no, because I, the reason I don't have something from the Paris review, but I, but I have a subscription, at least an online subscription to the New Yorker is that I don't fucking read the Paris review. So why would I want to? I don't submit to the Paris review because I don't want to. I don't find it all that terribly interesting. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. But for the the New Yorker, consistently I find things in that periodical that I think are readable, are interesting that spurn thoughts in my brain. Well, but That's I a good and thing, I, I do you know? have an interesting I mean, Paris I th- review and <clears throat> Okay. But more to that point, it's like I'm so far behind. I've got two years worth of Paris reviews to catch up on. Yeah. So it's like, all right, maybe I take a year off, save the fifty bucks, save the space in my apartment, yeah, and catch up on what what's already here. Except the problem is, it's like a shirt. It's like a shirt you haven't worn in two years. When when do you say I'm never enough. wearing this fucking shirt again? Let yeah. me take it to Goodwill. That's, you that's know? a great point because what I was just going to say is that with my. Mm. My first uh, subscription to Paris Review, that was a, a birthday gift from Katie, I got a t-shirt, a Paris Review t-shirt. <laughs> and I love that t-shirt. It fucking fits perfectly. <laughs> I love the color of it. It's like this distressed Heather Gra- Like It's just, it's a great fucking t-shirt. And okay. I think we can all appreciate a great t-shirt. A right? good t-shirt, yeah. yeah. 
I have a great T-shirt just like that from the music yeah. garage in Chicago that I only knew because Dana rehearsed there, but it's that great fucking if T-shirt. I don't yeah. subscribe to the Paris Review, I feel like I cannot rightfully wear that awesome T-shirt because then I'm just a fucking poser. It's like when I see, like, Jesus Christ, today, our kid, Harrison, you know, he's... Harry is a poser. Babies have to be. He was. He got a, yeah. got a Johnny Cash T-shirt for his birthday, and so your ch- your child supports uh, uh, pedophilia and uh, abusive domestic abuse. That's what that's, that's what your child I think supports. So. Entire ex- his entire experience yeah. this yeah. far. Yeah. All right. Good. As long as I, I, as long as we're clear yeah, on, it, I just want to make sure this kid. Now he has heard Johnny Cash. He has danced to Johnny Cash. He, sure. but he doesn't. I, I don't know that he would choose that T-shirt. That he likes Johnny Cash enough to buy the. T- you know what I mean? So is my kid a poser? I don't know. It's a. It's. It, this is the kind of shit that I think about. But so here's here's a question for Vincent though. So yeah, no. Okay. Background actors. We know, yes. did a lot of of extra work. Background acting. Yes. Well, I mean, and I will say, Vincent actually got me into it when I was sort of like, I'm yeah. looking for something to do. And I just contacted Vincent. I said, how do I get in this? And he was super open. I got gigs. Yeah. It's she, not to yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I made gigs. a... That's how much of a background uh, actor you were. Yeah, I made I made a good chunk of change, you know, sitting around and standing around and doing stuff in a couple of gigs yeah. we did together. And that was super fun to be able to, like, have craft services together and just fucking laugh. And, yeah, you yeah, know, that yeah, was yeah. fun. So, you yeah. You said earlier... Vincent, that a background act, your background acting is not, you would not consider that acting. I would not. And that's what sets Vince apart in that scene, because the thing I noticed right away, and you'll, you'll corroborate this, Vince, was, was that like my first day of doing background uh, work was everybody it was like this whole scene where it was like this uh chemical fire and it was for chicago fire and everybody had to kind of run out and everybody was rushing to the front so that they could be seen by the camera and that was still i didn't give a shit about that that was right. the, i didn't the thing about it is i don't watch tv so I, I don't i never you know i never watched the fire i never watched men never watched uh whatever they are i don't know what they are i just was like okay i'll do this so i was like an extra for the extras <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny to watch. You know, it's like they were the background actors and I was just sort of like that 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 sort of phased out body behind them that gave it a little more depth. I was fine with that. Right. I didn't give a shit about that. But because I didn't give a shit, I got I kept getting grabbed and stuck in the front, which pissed them off because they were actors and I was just a guy making a paycheck. So I See, yeah, I would argue yeah, that yeah, yeah. that is more acting. <laughs> what those people rushing to the front were. Those people rushing to the front were the people who get into comedy because they want to be famous on SNL like Tina Fey. But you were actually sure. going, this is not how people act in real life. You were an actual embodiment of someone in a chaotic mm. flee to the fi- from the fire. Well, I got... T- I got to watch Vince do it. And Vince is good. I mean, he, the thing about it is Vince is very, very good at this work. Um, and well, no, and you really are. But one of the biz, things is funny because, well, no. But the thing about it is, is what I thought was, and, I, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Vincent do this because one of the things I thought was great was he's super engaging when the camera's not rolling. He's talking to people. He's having fun. He's having fun. And when the camera goes on, he understands enough about film 
and enough because he's a filmmaker enough about film to know that you don't have to overdo it that you just have to be present and react in a, in a, in a natural way and do it over and over and over again and then cut and it's just like let's just have some fun and it was like I almost learned in like one shot like one day working with Vincent oh this is this is how you do it I was doing it right because he does it and he's great at it. So, you know, it was like, that was a, a very funny experience was but that, I, but uh, I wonder, like learning from the master. <laughs> if I, that's funny. I've written, I've written two books that have been published. If I write a short story or an essay that gets published on a smaller scale, like, on a small go get them really awesome digital literary magazine like Literate Ape for example great one if there were if there were such a thing great one yeah that I don't feel that that would make me less of a writer you know Mm, not uh, at all Hemingway had short stories and novels Uh, Bukowski wrote novels and poems right Uh, Sylvia Plath wrote one novel and and, and poems, right? So, like, writers can do a bunch of different shit. So why yeah. can't Stove. why can't actors like you've had jobs where you're a featured actor, even if it's shit that you produce yourself and you cast yourself, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Woody yeah. Allen did it. Woody Allen is a perfect specimen of, of Hollywood well, human. Yeah, me and him. But Pretty so, tight. like, why why do you think that? Why would you say that background acting is not you would not consider yourself an actor when you're background acting? Well, I, that's just for me. So yeah, but why? I mean, uh, because there's my character is uh, as as Don said, it's a a chair that can take direction, and as Don also suggested, you don't go overboard. As a matter of fact, the less expression on your face, the better in film, because the audience is going to project what they feel onto right. your character, quote unquote. See, that to me sounds like acting. Like the, you, because you have the knowledge. Well, the thing of is, the act like part of acting is it's, understanding it's, what the audience is perceiving, what the camera can see. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the opposite of uh, of theater. But I mean, I don't consider it acting because yeah. um, it's minimalist. And um, I mean, I was there That's for the ninety six right? dollars. I mean, all right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a watch. It is watch. At Home with Amy Sedaris. I couldn't even tell you what... I think it's on True TV, maybe. I don't know, but look it up. Katie's... Amy Sedaris is great. I don't know if you guys... Mm-hmm. Know, okay. She's David, a comedian? David's yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. D- David, did you say David's brother? Yeah. It's David's brother. She She's a lot funnier uh, than David. Dude, this show is fucking hilariously weird and smart uh, she's like a homemaker and she's doing this homemaker like food network kind of show but yeah it's it's just everything is it's in, in it's in bizarro world uh, so it's fantastic right. uh, at home with Amy with Amy Sedaris at home with Amy Sedaris my first is a watch um, given our topic today I want you to watch 2002's adaptation mm. oh yeah it's uh, Nicolas Cage in dual roles yeah. it's brilliant and again, it, 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 what it opens up is it asks questions about what is art, what is an artist, what is a writer, and it's an adaptation by a brilliant filmmaker of a book that had no business being a film. 
Right. And so yeah. I highly recommend Adaptation 2002. Find it on Amazon. Get it. Yep. So my, my next thing is, is a read. It's, uh, it was published in New York Magazine in March. Uh, the headline is, A New Role for Democratic Centrists Helping the Left Win. It's a short article. It just puts things in perspective in a mellow, thoughtful sort of way. There you go. I like mellow and thoughtful. All right, my second, all of mine are, are, are sort of themed based on what we Look talked this. about. Look at this fucking Second thing I'm going to say, it's a here. watch. Told you. It's a watch. It's a watch. It is one of my favorite documentaries from 2010. It is uh, called Exit Through oh, the Gift Shop. It's all about Banksy. And in terms of being an artist who actually doesn't make any money on his art or her art or their art, um, the anonymous artist that does this grand spectacle is quite amazing. And I think Exit Through the Gift Shop is one of the best documentaries about a rogue artist creating art for no other reason than I than, than he can create the art. Exit through the gift Banksy shop. Banksy is an artist. If you're not doing Banksy shit, you're not a fucking writer. Hmm. There you uh, go. Okay, so speaking of themes, uh, this one, I'll, I'll put this one in, in, in with our theme tonight. It's a do. Do the work. Do the fucking work. Get off Facebook. Stop asking, am I a writer? I don't know how to... Uh. Fucking write, get it published, put it out there, get your own blog. It's like a hundred bucks a year for a Squarespace website. You know, come on, do the work. Try and make a little money. Shut the fuck up and do the work. All right. And my final is the less of uh, inspiring watches. It is a 2002 documentary entitled My Kid Could Paint yeah. That. If you are not familiar with this this documentary, it is basically about a child, a five-year-old kid, five-year-old girl, who is discovered as a savant, brilliant, abstract painter. Mm. Her paintings go from, like, her dad is, like, promoting her, go from, like, you know, like, oh, here's this five-year-old painting it, to literally commanding two hundred and three hundred thousand dollars a painting, going in major art galleries and all this kind of stuff. It's an extraordinary that this five-year-old kid is painting these abstract art that people are going fucking ape shit about and are spending way more money than either of any of the three of us have ever made, only to discover in the like. And I'm just gonna fucking spoil it because if you haven't seen it, fuck you. Is that Cancer? midway through? What a dick. Yeah, and I've and, no, I've never seen no, I've never seen a documentary do this where the document where the documentarian figures out that it's not the the five year old kid that's painting oh, these sure. things, that it's her dad <laughs> painting these things. And it's the first time I've ever seen in a documentary where the documentarian sit in their car outside the house and go, "Oh, fuck, we've been making this documentary about this girl, and we've been had." And that's what I'm telling you. It's a great documentary. It talks about art, the links people will go to to create art. Um, it's it's brilliant. That's our six things. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, Vincent, for for coming in and being a part of this. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Um, we hope to have you back again soon. Oh, please bring tacos next time. Um, like, subscribe, listen, share, all that stuff, and. Uh, there you go. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for being here.
You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>